What is up, Cougar Nation, and welcome on into this new edition of the Cougar Tracks podcast. I'm your BYU insider, Mitch Harper, with KSLSports.com. Here in Florida, getting ready for BYU versus UCF on the basketball hardwood, but we got to get to some football news on the gridiron as late Friday night, I guess late for me here in the Eastern time zone, BYU announced the hiring of NFL veteran coach Kevin M. Gilbride as the new tight ends coach of the BYU football staff. We'll break that down and a whole lot more here in the show today. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave that five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a ton. So again, Kevin M. Gilbride, not to be mistaken for Kevin Gilbride Sr. Kevin Gilbride Sr. was the head coach back in the day of the San Diego Chargers, longtime NFL offensive coordinator, in the league. His son, who played quarterback at BYU in the late 1990s, he's the one that's joining BYU football's coaching staff, Kevin M. Gilbride. And he was a former teammate with Kalani Satake and Aaron Roderick. Gilbride Jr., I guess I'll call him here in in this spot, Kevin M. Gilbride, he was a quarterback for a season at BYU, then transferred out. I believe he ended up going to Hawaii. But he now joins on as the tight end coach. And He comes with a lot of experience on BYU's coaching staff, and he steps into a tight end unit that needs to, uh, you know, evolve next season. But in terms of pedigree and experience, coaching experience, he brings a lot to the table uh, for BYU's tight end room. Remember, they they let go of Steve Clark the Monday after the regular season ended back in November. It seems like a lifetime ago when that happened. Gilbride steps in. And now takes over the role. The hiring of Gilbride also rounds out BYU's coaching staff for 2024. Here's how it shakes out. Head coach Kalani Satake entering his ninth season as the head coach of the BYU football program. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick. Defensive coordinator, associate head coach and safeties coach Jay Hill. Aaron Roderick's also coaching the quarterbacks. Running backs coach Harvey Unga, wide receiver coach, passing game coordinator Fessy Satake, tight ends coach Kevin M. Gilbride, offensive line coach TJ Woods, defensive ends coach and special teams coordinator Kelly Papinga, defensive tackle Sioni Bouha, linebackers coach Justin Enna, cornerbacks coach General Guilford. That's your coaching staff for the 2024 season. There's also some Support staff changes, strength staff changes. They hired a a strength assistant coach from Army West Point. Dalton Elliott uh, is no longer with the strength staff. So some minor tweaks behind the scenes with the strength staff for BYU. But now they've got their main coaches for 2024. And when you kind of look at the resume of Kevin M. Gilbride, you love the fact that he brings NFL experience there. Uh, He worked in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears, and the New York Giants. In a release that BYU sent out, they said, quote, where he earned a Super Bowl ring, he served under NFL head coaches Tom Coughlin, Ben McAdoo, Matt Nagy, Matt Rule. Prior to coaching in the NFL, Gilbride began his football coaching career at the collegiate level at Syracuse, Georgetown, and Temple. He also had a recent stop at the University of Charlotte as well as an analyst, uh, where he was a uh, offensive analyst last season for the 49ers who are in the American Athletic Conference. 
So it's an interesting hire from that standpoint with his you know unique NFL pedigree. How does it translate to being uh, an outstanding recruiter? I think that's the question I have. But I think that you like what he brings from an X's and O's standpoint. I think anyone that has an NFL background, they're going to look at the X's and O's far different than an NFL coach. And I think that's kind of what you need for this BYU offense that struggled mightily last season. So I think in that sense, he just kind of brings a new perspective, a new voice, and he's got a relationship already with Roderick and Kalani, which is a positive thing for BYU. You know, I got to say, too, there was a little bit of, you know, down and out feelings about BYU's coaching staff when they hired TJ Woods as the offensive line coach. I, I got to say, I, coming out of this a few weeks removed from the hire uh, of TJ Woods, I kind of like that hire a lot, honestly. And I think. You know, the more intel I get on TJ Woods, I feel like he's going to be someone that is the perfect fit for what BYU needs right now, where you basically need a tough guy coaching up that offensive line that he's not going to put up with nonsense because BYU's offensive line the past couple of years has been weak and they have underachieved and they have not lived up to the hype. And I think that getting TJ Woods uh, brings that toughness that BYU has been sorely lacking. You know, you look at the down years and under Kalani Sataki, 2017, 2023, there's a common theme on both of those coaching staffs where they didn't have an enforcer, a tough guy on the staff. And I'm not saying, you know, TJ Woods is going to change the entire program because he's the offensive line coach. And he's got a mean scowl and a mean mustache, but he is kind of a hard-nosed dude. Uh, the more I learn about him, he's kind of what you really want from an offensive line coach. Now, as far as the technician side and all of that, we'll see, you know, but I think from a kind of psychoanalysis of what you want out of the offensive line and what's needed for that group, he's the right fit. Now, Kevin M. Gilbride, I don't know as much as far as his personality traits. Steve Clark was a beloved guy. And, you know, he was a great recruiter, too. You talk about some of the best recruits BYU signed in recent cycles. They came courtesy of Steve Clark. You know, Reiner Swanson, a lot of talk about the defensive side of the ball in the 2024 recruiting class, but the highest-rated recruit was Reiner Swanson for BYU, and he's a tight end. Jackson Bowers, the year prior, who turned down Alabama, Auburn, Washington to sign with BYU. So I'm very curious about, you know, maybe his connections, Gilbride, what he kind of will tap into from a recruiting perspective, because in the NFL, you're not doing that. You're not, you know, begging for 17 and 18 year olds to come to your school. You're, you're drafting, you're, you're signing personnel. It's a far different game in the NFL. So that'll be something that's very interesting to see. But I think from the dynamics of kind of helping create and form an offensive game plan, you like that with Gilbride, and I think that's something that's needed for this BYU football program as they move into year two of the Big 12 Conference. But the program is taking shape for 2024. You look at the roster for BYU next season, the coaching staff, they're getting winter conditioning started. It's all kind of coming to play, and it's coming into place where they're really ramping up to get ready for the start of spring football, which will start around the beginning of March, as it always does. That first Monday in March typically is when BYU gets things started for spring ball. So, you know, even though football just technically ended for college football as Washington fell to Michigan and now Washington's head coach is off to Alabama, Kalen Boer, 
you know, it feels like the football season has come to a close, but honestly, it's just ramping up again. It's the new year. The new excitement for the upcoming year is just beginning as now classes are back in session and, and the new teams are kind of coming together for the upcoming 2024 season. But BYU's coaching staff is now put in place. And, you know, what? what is interesting, just before I wrap up, speaking about the Washington job, Kalani Satake's name was mentioned as a potential candidate for the Huskies job. And, you know, I kind of think about that, and, and I think it's not a bad thing that Kalani's name is mentioned. I think there's a lot of respect out on the West Coast about the type of man, the type of culture, the type of recruiter Kalani Satake can be. I, I honestly think that, that BYU kind of handcuffs Kalani's ability in terms of recruiting at the highest level. Like, I think Kalani's got another gear or two when it comes to recruiting, and I think he's had to adjust and pivot at times when it comes to recruiting to BYU. But, I mean, I think he would tear it up at a place like Washington. Now, the the knock potentially on Kalani at Washington, because that job now, suddenly that fan base is going to say, who's going to be the coach that can put them in a spot to go win a national title and get one step further than what they reached this year? Now you're going to the Big Ten. Can you contend with Ohio State? Can you contend with Michigan? and USC, and Oregon, your heated rival, what are you going to do on an annual basis? Kalani doesn't have the body of work yet to really earn that sort of praise. It's not that he couldn't. I think his his type of culture and approach could work at a program that invests a lot of resources and money, but uh, I, I think that at the same time, I, I don't look at the Washington fan base saying, they want Kalani. It's not a knock on him. I think he's the perfect head coach for BYU. And honestly, BYU should want him uh, to be here for the foreseeable future because I think he is the right man for the job. But I thought it was noteworthy that he had his name kind of tossed around for that Washington job. Very curious to see what direction Washington goes with that position. You know, do they try to reach out to Kyle Whittingham? I think that's an interesting candidate, honestly, because Whittingham. Does he, you know, pick up the phone and maybe listen a little bit more, knowing that Washington's going to the Big Ten, whereas Utah's going to the Big Twelve? I still think that's far fetched because I think he feels that Utah could be a place that he could get to the twelve-team playoff. But maybe he listens this time around, or does Washington just stay in house and promote the coordinator Grub as the head coach? We'll see. You know, I think that the the coaching carousel kind of was slow this at the tail end of fall, but maybe now it's ramping up now that. Nick Saban's retired. Kalen DeBoer's going to Alabama, and now Washington's open. What domino does that create? We'll kind of see all the moving pieces in the coaching carousel. But for BYU's coaching staff, as of now, uh, it's set, it's locked in for the 2024 football season. That's going to do it for this edition of the Cougar Tracks podcast. You can follow me on X at Mitch underscore Harper, Instagram as well. Make sure to download the KSL Sports app and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'll talk to you next time here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, and it's powered by kslsports.com.